Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. You are the one thing in my way. You are the one thing in my way. You are the one thing It is in now my 16 way. minutes after 7 o'clock, 716. Good morning, TGIF. Friday morning, and there's a lot of reasons to love Friday, but one of the best I know is we get to chat with the Velvet Hammer himself, Gene Valentino. Good morning, Gene. And a pleasant good morning. Your Velvet Hammer slipping in the back door, sipping his cup of java. I'm on a cup of java as well. Kind of kick-starting this Friday. You got a good weekend in front of you? We do. This rain curtails some flying today, but we're about 75 degrees and rain overcast here in the Scambia County panhandle of Florida. And how's it looking your side of town? You know, it's supposed to be a nice weekend. Matter of fact, tomorrow a high of only about 75 and down to, oh, what is it, the low for tomorrow night? 45 degrees. So. Oh, yeah. Get ready to cover up some of those sensitive bushes in the backyard. Yeah, it's going to be. Speaking of sensitive, what has happened this week when you wake up morning, and if you didn't know a guy named Congressman Getz from Florida, you do now. That guy, <laughs> he's a magic man or the devil or whoever he is. I don't What do we know? You're from Florida. He's a congressman. Does he represent your district? Yeah, yeah, the— Congressman Matt Gates of Gates. the Congressional District Number 1 of uh, the Panhandle of Florida, about 3 million people, I think, is um, representative as a Republican to the United States Congress. Uh, and uh, he has uh, stirred the pot, or he's ripped the bandage off the wound, as they say. And um, there, it, it, some people look at it as a blessing. Some people are vehemently looking at it as a curse. I'm going to try to present both sides of a thought. And the thought, the thought is that many people were concerned with the reversal within some of the politicians. It could be a Democrat or Republican issue. But the reversal that goes on in politics, where you're promised one thing just to get your support, and then once you're in there, you pull a 180. Now, having the Elected officials done that to us as well. Well, they do it to each other just to get get some consensus or uh, collaboration going. And in this case, Gates took a... Now, I don't know if it was a personal vendetta by Matt Gates against Kevin McCarthy for issues that sit in the Ethics Committee right now in Congress. That will be revealed about Matt Gates again in the future. But or is it really the fact that Kevin McCarthy has uh, reversed himself on how he was promised? What promises did he make to Matt Gates or, or other others in that part of the caucus that ended up feeling abandoned by McCarthy with compromises that they felt went too far by McCarthy to working with the Democratic side? The extremists on the Democratic side were thought by some Republicans to have taken hold of McCarthy. And therein lies the motivation for what Matt Gates did to ultimately reverse it. it. He was looked at as a 
very, very big disruptor throwing a grenade into the pond when things were moving along. The conservative side said, hey, we're getting things done. Certain amendments to the funding resolutions are coming through. So we're going to get a half a loaf in place, place, not a whole loaf in place. The problem was is that there were too many compromises financially that meant that through a continuing resolution meant that we would not have a balanced budget prior to the fiscal year. And that means that we were going to go deeper in debt in the next fiscal year. Gates threw a grenade in the pond, said, no way, Jose, we're stopping this right now. I can't blame them because the American citizens who have been lied to, who really don't know what to believe, uh, now say, well, let's do something more disruptive. A few hundred years ago, it was called the Boston Tea Party, (laughs) the American Revolution, and the Civil War. These were points where you just broke the backs of the people and you pushed one click too far and the people reacted at the congressional level. That's what happened. Now, here's the good news. The good news is two great guys have surfaced. Steve Scalise, congressman from Louisiana, uh, he's the majority leader in the House of Representatives right now, and Jim Jordan, who serves on House Oversight and, and, the, and the Judiciary Committee. Now, Jordan's in the middle of some deep dive on investigations regarding Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, and he's at the 11th hour now. One first impression is, oh, my words, we don't want Jordan leaving that job. They're just about ready to come through with the evidence, finally, that's documented, proven, and not hyperbolic, but factually based. And they're ready to come forward with that evidence to indict our good friend Joe Biden. Turn up, you know, turn up and chuckles. I'll come back to that in a minute. Anyway, so that's they're very close. Why would you give up on Jim Jordan doing such a good job there? Because as Speaker of the House, you're really uh, the traffic control cop controlling the activity that is already in place. And with a certain subject matter expertise in the committee level, it's a perfect melding of an orchestration. So President Trump last night throws his support to Jim Jordan. Congressman Lance Gooden, a Republican from Texas, now is supporting Steve Scalise from Louisiana. Let me say. America wins with either of these two guys. They're both honorable patriots. No, no, neither of them would do harm to this nation. And they, and Steve Scalise had Donald Trump at his bedside, wishing him well, when there was an attempted assassination against Steve Scalise just a few years ago by the radical Bernie Sanders supporting a libertarian who tried to take out Steve Scalise. This is a time of unity, and it's showing itself through a prop from often some problems we face, Ted, come some good things. In this case, I see, I see Donald, Donald Trump, Speaker of the House, forget it. It was chuckled about one or two congressmen offered to nominate him a clever game there. He'd take out, if he came in as Speaker of the House, he'd take out the turnip and chuckles and bring Trump in as president under an impeachment plan. That's not going to happen. Trump needs to stay focused with his 2024 campaign. But I'm 
very impressed that here's a guy. They're all good friends. They all support each other. You just got two of them interested in in the job. Unusual in politics, they're not beating the hell out of each other and getting dirty. Even Donald Trump thinks the world is Steve Scalise while he's thinking that Jim Jordan might be the better candidate right now. It doesn't matter to me. Whoever pops up and takes the job, there's a lot of work to get done. And what I do like about it is if Trump becomes our next president, Trump's a hand in glove. It's a perfect one-two punch with either of them working with, with Donald Trump. Hey, I got something I'll read you. You got a second here? Yeah, go ahead on. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Okay, I got, a, I got a quote, and if you tell me where you think it's from. Quote, foreigners who lived in your land will gain more and more power while you gradually lose your power. They will have money to lend you, but you will have none to lend them. In the end, they will be your rulers. Ever heard that before? You know, it chapter rings... 20. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's from the Bible, Deuteronomy, oh. chapter 28. The Bible says that the foreigners who come into your land will, will garner power over you because their passion to be here is greater than yours. And they will end up working harder than you're willing to work, and they'll get more money in their back pocket to lend you, and you will have none to lend them. And watch out, they will become your ruler. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Read the Bible. uh, Yeah, the Bible has got more in there than one could imagine. You know, and that's interesting, That's because we see this in life, we see that in business. You know, and, and the business around so many foreign owned now in our country, yeah. and, and, and we have slipped into a deal. I had a problem the other day, and I called one of those 800 numbers and got a call center, and it was kind of funny in a sense. I was trying to explain something to somebody, and they were being nice and spoke better English than I would speak their language, so I always give them a little credit for that. But I finally said, look, I don't believe you can help me at all and something like that I do. And I said, I understand your situation. You're in India or Pakistan or something. He said, I am not. I'm in the Philippines. And he yes. was so proud of the fact that he was in the Philippines and not India or Pakistan. I said, well, good for you, I guess. You know, I'll get it back later. I got no satisfaction of what I was doing. and But, you, you know, would... to get something done, you're, going, you're dealing with them now. It's. It's called the human condition. We, we need to be, we Americans, Native Americans, need to be proud of uh, the history that preceded us, not admonish it. We need to accept both the good and the bad of our history, because that is what made us what we are today, ripping down statues and plaques and memorabilia from uh, historic mementos, takes away from us, makes us ignorant again. And, you know, there you have Hillary Clinton this morning thinking there's something wrong with that history. She's talking about the MAGA extremists taking orders from Donald Trump. We must deprogram Trump's supporters. I don't know why she thinks she has a shot at coming back into politics, but it's that whole Democrat side of mind control that's scaring the tar out of me, that they're 
continuing to initiate. Hey, you know, you've got a guy, a Dallas mayor, speaking of Democrat versus Republican, who registers himself as a Republican the other day, Mayor Eric Johnson, mayor of Dallas, who just registered from Democrat to Republican. He says he's not changing his approach to his job, but he's simply changing his part away from one party to another, as several have, because the extremism within the Democratic Party is what's hurting this nation. And, you know, on the earlier shows when we were talking, Ted, we talked about that. We predicted that there could be a fundamental transformation in the look and feel of the Democratic Party in the years ahead. Mm. I think it's about to collapse and fall flat on its face. I think you're I right. Think, we only got about 30 seconds think, here. That's all right. Yeah, I think that, that it's going to fall flat on its face, and I think individuality and the liberties and freedoms that Republicans make allowances for, for expression and free speech, is seen in the Republican Party. You're, you're, you're forced to tag along and follow along in the Democrats with no personal expression. Not so with the Republicans. I, propose, I see, I foresee a great year ahead of us under a Republican administration and a new president. I like that. And you know one thing about all this, Gene, you look at it, this is not Russia or some other country. We didn't have a coup. The country didn't fall apart. You know, we'll pick ourselves up and continue. Still the greatest country in the world to live in. Absolutely. Hey, the music's going to take us out of here. This has been fun. Look forward to next week, and you have a great week and enjoy. Thank you, buddy. Well wishes.